This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Listeners, what a joy to be with you again at this last week, this last uh, Tuesday night in in September. And we have our guest here with us again that we had last week. We promised you that she would come back. And guess what? She's here again. Mm. Susan Jane Block. And last week she told us about this incredible story that inspired the theme for this month that is more than conquerors through Jesus Christ. So if mm. you missed uh, her story last time, be sure to go back uh, to the podcast and into me, see slash forward slash Frederick. You always say that so beautifully. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, so uh, it's uh, K Pulpit website, kpulpit.co.za forward slash podcast forward slash into me, see. And there you will find a, a large library, actually. Uh, this is the 106th, 107th yes. uh, episode that we are recording. So there's lots of other information. Get to the podcast, share it with friends, listen, and uh, and see what Susan had to had shared with us last week. Yeah, and you will not believe it. She's yet another testimony of the fact that through Jesus we can be more than conquerors. Mm. And she's mm. been a conqueror of, she said, a seven-time suicide survivor, a three-times cancer survivor, a twice-COVID survivor, and she's been struggling with the addiction to um, of anorexia mm. for a very big part of her life. So last time she shared with us about the trauma of three people that died while she was in matric and and also that she was very awkward. Of course, that was a huge trauma. And that after that, that's when all these things started happening in her life. And when you shared, uh, Susan, uh, also about the body shame that you had, that was the root of your addiction. Maybe you want to tell us a bit more about that. Yes. Hi. Thank you so much for having me again. It's it's really great to be here. Pleasure. Um. <laughs> um, yes, um, with the with the body shame, um, it, it's quite an incredible thing because you actually, when you're in that state, you hate your body. Mm. Yeah. Um, you hate the very body you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, you feel a disassociation from your body. So the hatred towards your body manifests in some way to try and control that. Right. And when did that start? So that as a young girl already when you had this did you have problems with overweight or, or that maybe that you think No, I was it? I was <laughs> No, I wasn't an overweight child. I was wow. actually quite tall. Um mm. quite a gawky girl. <laughs> mm. Um and I just I was a little bit different. <laughs> mm. Mm. Um uh, my favorite thing was to do was to hang upside down in a tree. Mm. Um, but I, I, I kind of remember a, a day when I was about seven um, where I probably noticed my body for the first time mm. um, as a girl. And I felt an incredible shame. Mm. Um, I, I felt embarrassed. Um, I'm not sure why. Mm. And I felt like I was too big for my body. Wow. Isn't that interesting? So, 
it 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 was a very disconcerting feeling. Absolutely. Um, it wasn't something. It and hasn't been it been something I could really speak about. Um, I didn't speak to anybody about it when I was younger. Mm. Did, did someone um, make so comments about your body? Maybe that <clears throat> could have caused that. I can't quite remember, to be perfectly honest. I mm. just remember having that feeling mm. um, of, of just not fitting. Um, I would look down and think, there's, there's too much skin, there's too much of everything. Um, wow. So I, I couldn't, um, that's where the awkwardness, and I incredibly, I was incredibly shy. Mm. Um so going through school, um, I was bullied at school. Mm. I was bullied throughout my schooling. Mm. Um, to the one point, the one school, the headmaster mistress actually suggested to my mom that she removes my sister and I from the school. Mm. Yeah. Um, I was a very sensitive, and I am still a very sensitive mm. person. Um, I could kind of pick up a feeling in a room um, so I was very conscious of that as well, which sometimes was overwhelming. Um, with regards to food, um, I remember as a young child, um, I didn't like some particular foods. I had to sit at a table and finish a meal once, um, and I remember sticking my finger down my throat mm. afterwards. Mm. Um, going through school with the bullying and not fitting in, I dressed very mm -hmm. differently. Um, I wasn't really into the Madonna phase. Um, yes, my sister had um, overseas magaz fashion magazines. Mm -hmm. So I used to take them to my mom, and my mom's a phenomenal sewer. She used to make clothes for me. Mm. So I wasn't quite like anybody else. And a lot of the girls around me at school were always on diet, and everybody was dieting. So... I, I still felt very big, and um, I would try and do that as well. So dieting sort of came in there. Mm, mm. Go, going into later life, um, I was always very, very conscious of of body. I never felt comfortable. Mm. Um, I always felt awkward. So um, then I had my children. I obviously put on. I, I went to kung fu. Um, I would be, obs I was obsessed. When did the, uh, when did the obsession our, start with food? Was that already as a young child or did it get worse at some stage? As a young child, yes, but it got worse the older I got. Mm. It got far worse. Mm. So it was a gradual far process, far. right? So to what extent? Well, I was taking 30 Dalkalax a day. Wow, eventually, right? Every day. To purge your body, right? And, um, yes. Mm. Mm. And I was a master at being able to avoid meals. Wow. So mm. did that happen already when you were at school or uh, it, it gradually just got worse to university? It, it gradually just got worse. Mm. Mm. Um, it really did. I, 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 it was always there. Um, I couldn't look at my own body from very young. Mm. Um, I, they call it body morphic disorder. Mm. 
um, I couldn't see, if I looked in the mirror, I couldn't see what was actually what I looked like. Mm. So you didn't um, see what, what so was really in the mirror. You saw something else. That's part of the, the, illu- the delusion, right, of, of, of anorexia. Mm. Mm. Yes. Uh, what interests me very much, um, as you were sharing, um, there must have been a huge impact on the, your relationships, uh, your relationship with God, uh, with others, and with yourself. And I can hear with yourself. Um, how, how did your other relationships uh, feature in during this time? Um, I it hurt people. Mm. It hurt my children. Mm. Um, my daughter in particular, mm. um, she took on the role that she needed to save me. Mm. Mm. That often happens. It has, it has damaged our relationship to today. Right. Uh, we haven't um, had a relationship, I think it's nearly four years now. Mm. Um, mm. It's been the greatest heartbreak of my life. Oh, that's very sad, yes. And it often happens, you know, with so many people and Susan... Because we speak to so many people with addictions, there are always relational hurt that takes place. So, thank you so much for Absolutely. being willing to share um, that and, and long, long, long con- uh, uh, consequences that happen mm. afterwards. And then, when did you get help? Were you ever in a situation um, when you got help? I got help and to recognize that that it was actually an addiction. Mm. Mm not just an illness. I always thought anorexia was just an illness, a mental illness. So how did, maybe you can tell us a little bit more about that after the break, because I guess that's going to be a long story. So let's, let's take yeah. a quick break. Welcome back, listeners. And just before the break, uh, Susan Jane was sharing with us uh, some of the uh, relational effects that the anorexia had uh, for her. Uh, mm. Just continue with that, uh, what you like to share with us. Yeah, before we get into the help. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me back. Um, yes, with regards to relationships, um, I hurt people mm. and I got hurt. Mm. Mm. And the one thing is, I really hurt people that I don't have contact with a lot of my family, my sisters, mm. um, is I, I have hurt them through addiction. Mm. Mm. I got hurt too. Yes. But the thing I've realized is, is being an overcomer mm. is that nobody could have hurt anybody as much as I hurt myself through this. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. So it's it's walking in forgiveness and it's mm. walking in repentance every mm. day. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So important, the forgiving yeah. of yourself. Mm. Right. You know, in our in the twelve steps, uh, which I'm very familiar with because mm. I've I have and still going through those steps. Uh, mm. uh, this time with a mm. with a Christ centered uh, focus. And one of the things that we do is we make a list of all those that we had harmed. And and then step nine says we make direct amends to people we have harmed. Mm. And most addicts forget the me. Mm. 
I need to make amends to myself and forgive myself. Mm. And that's such a, a crucial part of that. How, how were you able to forgive yourself, um, Susan? Um, it's probably the hardest thing I've done in my life. Mm. Because I just, you know, to go into full repentance is to forgive others, forgive mm. yourself, repent of your sin. Right. Mm. And I, I couldn't forgive myself. Sure. And then what um, help you to get to that point? I had to believe that God made me beautiful mm. in His eyes. Mm. 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 So you had to... That God mm. loves me. He made my body good. Mm. Everything God makes is good. Yeah. So you had to literally had, replace your erroneous belief with what God says about you, your Christ-centered identity. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yes. And I had to go very deep into it. It took many months mm. for me to go. And I think that's why the Lord took me away from everybody. Mm. to be able to go into that total healing with nothing around me and to be able to say I am alone, but I'm not lonely because I have mm. Christ. Yeah, mm. yeah. Because he became a living reality to you during that time, it sounds like. Absolutely. And, and he says to us, I made a new thing. Mm. I make everything new. Everything is new. You are new. Mm. I died for your sins. Mm. You are healed by my stripes. I am your physician. Mm. Wow, wow, wow. Let's get back a little bit to how, when did it change? When did you start uh, realizing that you needed help? It was a time just um, after um, COVID when I had attempted suicide. And I really, truly, well, for the first time, I could stand up and say I'm a breast cancer survivor. Mm. Mm. Um, Even though I didn't have treatment, I still had breast cancer and Mm. I still had a double mastectomy. Mm. With regards to getting to the root and the core of what my addiction was and and everything, alcohol abuse, I smoked a lot of marijuana, I had been addicted to over-the-counter medication, But through all that, the root was the anorexia because anorexia is also, there's a lot of different anorexias. There's a lot of different ways you can purge your body. Mm. Anorexia is purging. So you are trying to purge yourself of something that's missing. Mm. You feel something's missing. You feel something's wrong. You feel something's not okay. Mm. And when I went through with the that psychiatrist, she was an incredible woman. And she started to tell me, suicide is a sin. Mm. It's in the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not kill. And that is, what are you doing with suicide? So I had to go into deep forgiveness for that. Mm. And through then acknowledging that I had anorexia and it was an addiction because it's a compulsive thing. Mm. Mm. It starts to become compulsive obsessive. Mm. 
and you you keep setting yourself goalposts when you have anorexia. If I can just reach this, I didn't have, ever have a scale. Yeah. So if I can just reach this point, mm. if I can just do so much exercise, or if I can just purge myself that much, I'll be clean. Mm. Wow, it's a delusion, hey? It is, yes. Absolutely. And then and when... It's to, hmm? it's to reconnect the soul and the spirit with the body. Mm. And how did that happen for you? That happened through me, through deliverance. Mm. Mm. So you had to get help specifically. I, d- mm. I, I did. I went through um, deliverance of everything, I had to start to understand that when Christ gave his life for me and I surrender, it is no longer me, it is Christ who exists in me. Mm. 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 That changed everything for me. Wow. So when did this happen? This has happened in the last year. Wow. Very fresh. Um. It's very fresh, it's very new, it is very, he's brought incredible people into my life, um, he's opening the most beautiful doors for me, and mm. he's showing me my true calling in life, which is incredible, mm. and which ministry I'm going to go into, mm. so it's been really a beautiful thing, but it is daily, it is daily that I recognize how much he loves me, mm how beautiful I am. I am his bride. Mm. He is waiting for me. There is a place for me at the table that's waiting. Mm. Mm. And I just want to walk the narrow path. Mm. And I just was thinking of 2 Timothy verse uh, 4 verse 7. Mm. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Wow. Yeah, And that is exactly the, your story, hey? Through it, it all. Is. Mm. I'm it reminded is. of that song that says, through it all, through it all. It's really through it all that you've come to that deep conclusion. And what is different now in your life from what it used to be before? I'm not the same person. <laughs> Tell us about that. Help us to understand. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been quite um, a beautiful thing to realize is, you know, I walk with a heart of forgiveness, when I look at people, they used to terrify me. I was terrified of people. I used to get so anxious um, if I had to go see people or meet people or be with people. They, they terrified me. Mm. And through that, I have learned to see the Jesus in people mm. and realize that God had actually done that to me my whole life through everything. I'd always tried to help people but that's not my job. It's God's job. Mm-hmm. I can be there. I can share my testimony. I can be a witness to the amazing things he's done in my life. But it is Jesus. Mm. And to, to just see the light in other people and to understand, to separate the person from the sin mm. or the person from the hurt and love the person. Yeah. Forgive that, mm. but love the person. We called to love one another. Mm. And um, that is truly what I I am doing in my life. Mm. The person I was before lived in chaos. 
lived in chaos, lived in adrenaline, lived in fight or freeze mode. Mm. Um, he was just so lost and lonely and scared and hurt. And I can look then, but I don't go back into the past because I have laid it down. Mm. I had to, to survive. Mm. Mm. I want to know, Susan, do you have any advice for maybe someone who's listening who has got this problem, they identify, or maybe even mothers that listen and think, but my child has got this problem. Any, any thoughts that you could share with them? It is just to be compassionate mm. to the person and definitely, absolutely seek help mm. and know that you have a voice and it's okay. Say what you have to say, however you have to say it, but get it out. Mm. Say it. Mm. Mm. That would be my advice is you have a voice. And it's okay. There is no shame. Mm. Yeah, I think uh, what I could hear is that there's so much shame in this whole process. It seems mm. almost like it's all driven by shame. It is. Yeah. And I actually read uh, an incredible book uh, by a pastor's wife. It's called Breaking Free from Body Shame. Mm-hmm. Dare to Reclaim What God Has Named Good. Mm. 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 Yeah, so and anorexia is about shame. Right. Mm. Yeah. And you mentioned something we need to round up now, but just if you can just quickly in a sentence or two say you found your calling. Can you tell us something about that quickly? Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm called to serve God's people, to help God's people. Mm. And by doing that is to minister to them. Mm. Mm. Especially, I guess, to those people that are struggling with this because he often uses us to um, to be a testimony in the area of our previous pain and hurt, right? Well, absolutely. And I mean, if I can help one person, and it is to go into deliverance ministry, mm. um, because I truly, truly, truly want to see God's people saved. Mm. Mm. To be saved, to be free indeed, right? Mm. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Thank you so much, Susan. What a joy speaking to you. Thank you. You're so welcome. Mm, thank you, Susan. Uh, Susan Jane. You're um, welcome. Yeah, it's really been a privilege, and it's it's almost an amazing, flabbergasting story to see how God had been involved in your life long before you even had these problems. Mm. Long before you, you you had the challenges of cancer and of COVID and and of suicide and anorexia, so we truly see how we can live in victory, how we can live as conquerors in spite of in spite of all these things that we have gone through, and that God in Jesus through the Holy Spirit takes us through. Mm. He doesn't leave us where we are. Mm. He redeems us. He redeems. And and that's the slogan of our program. Mm. We deal with um, restoration, uh, reality, redemption in the face of addiction, Mm. hardships, uh, hurts, hang-ups, habits. Mm. And we really can see 
how the Lord has um, helped you to be a conqueror. Mm. So thank you More very much for sharing Jesus. us with us. And um, listeners, if you came halfway through the, uh, this episode, uh, welcome to download the podcast at kpulpa.co.za forward slash um, podcasts forward slash into me see and uh, send it if you know of somebody that suffers from the same problem please send this to them um, because we want to give hope where there is hopelessness mm. and uh, and order where there once was chaos mm. Mm. yeah absolutely yes <laughs> so and we end off with this we are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ doesn't matter what the addiction doesn't matter what's the problem but Jesus can help us and he sets us free Amen, thank you listeners for being with us thank you so much Jane Susan, uh, Susan Jane. Jane for being with us and uh, You're we'll, welcome. we'll see each other, the listeners again next month Same time, same place, God bless This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.